Hi, I'm Robin and welcome to Well-Conceived Business. We help online business owners within health and wellness to create a business and life that is not only well-paid, but well-lived. Here you'll find honest and refreshing conversations about what it takes to create a business around your life, what healthy hustle looks like, as well as insights and tips on growing your audience, your signature program, your profit and your peace. Ready? Let's go. Hi, and welcome to Well Conceived for this week. I'm really excited to talk about this topic because I feel like this episode is going to be so incredibly powerful for you. We are talking about seven myths that are keeping you stuck in your business. And I think that we all have mindset gremlins that we need to continually bring awareness to and overcome. So whatever level you are at in your business, there are things that you have to be overcoming in your business. I have things that I need to overcome in my business, like heaps of things. But what we're going to talk about today is seven myths that are keeping you stuck in your business. And it's particularly true for anyone who is feeling stuck at under six figures in revenue or close to six figures, but wanting to get to the next level and just feeling really stuck. So maybe you've just felt completely overwhelmed and burnt out last year trying to get to the goals that you want to get to and not really knowing like, what do I do now? Maybe you're stuck at 50K and you've been there for a few years. Maybe last year your revenue took a dive and you just don't know what it is, what you're doing wrong or what needs to happen to get to the next level. And that's what we're going to talk to you about today. And the absolute truth is that I've experienced and overcome nearly every one of these And when I have is the time when I've created more success in my business, it's felt lighter and I've been able to reach that next level of where I want to go. So as you're listening to this episode, know that you may feel triggered or you may be like, really, what? But I really encourage you to listen with an open heart and open ears. And if there's something you're questioning or something that comes up for you, take a moment to either pause or circle back or just even consider, let it simmer in your mind for a little bit and try to identify where that belief is coming from, where you heard that from, where you decided that that was something that needed to be true and whether or not it's an actual fact or not, whether it's something that warrants more exploration. And obviously your business, your rules, you get to run your business in the exact way that you want to. You get to make the rules You get to do what lights you up in your business and navigate that whatever way you choose. So if you want to throw any of this away, you can do that as well and have that, I guess, sovereignty in your business. So without ado, let's have a little talk about what is holding you back in your business. Number one is feeling like you're really bad at sales when actually It's all about leads. And particularly when you get to a certain time in business, maybe you've had one-to-one clients and you've had a steady flow of like two or three new clients per month. So it doesn't matter if you're a naturopath, a life coach, a health coach, whatever it is, if you've been seeing people and you've had this steady kind of small stream of people coming through and that's been okay, but you're like, ah, I need more people. I'm really bad at like sales. In actual fact, what it might be is that you need more leads and you might not even be bad at leads, but it might be time to jump to the next evolution of what you need 
in terms of inquiries and visibility in your business. And you might be like, no, but I already have whatever, like 10,000 Instagram followers. Fine, cool, amazing. But what does that look like in the context of your funnel and the pipeline in your business? So really stepping back into, is this a sales problem or is this a funnel and more so top of funnel problem that I have? Because I would suggest that, mm, let's put a figure on it, 70% of the time, it's not even necessarily an audience problem. It's actually that kind of towards the middle of the funnel, a leads problem in your business. And the way that we're funneling people through our funnel And it's most certainly often not an offer problem or a sales problem. It's actually a little bit higher up in the pie on that. Number two, the next mindset, I guess, shift that's keeping you blocked is you can't invest. And I don't mean necessarily money. I don't mean necessarily coaching, but you can't invest unless you're at a particular percentage in your business or at a particular revenue level. And this keeps so many people stuck because they've heard, for example, coaching. You should invest 10% of your revenue into coaching and courses and curriculum and learning and personal development in your business. And that's really great for 100%. When you're at like $500,000 in your business, you really want to be looking at is this 10% or when you're at a steady season in your business. But if you're at the start of your business, let's say you're wanting to just make your first $10,000 in business, it's probably not going to cut it if you limit yourself to just 10% because you may be growing your business in part-time hours. That's going to affect the revenue percentages that you make. You are likely going to want to grow to a particular level. And whenever you're in a growth season, so if you're in a steady season, let's say you're making $200,000 a year and you're happy, you're comfortable with that figure It's giving you the revenue that you want for the hours and the time and the effort that you're putting in. The figure is 100%, 10%, right? But if you are looking to grow to the next level, that often looks like more. So think of investing whatever it is, time. If you're wanting to grow to the next level, you're going to need to probably put in more time. If you are looking to grow, to the next level, it's probably, and maybe you already invest in Facebook ads or you don't at the moment, it may look like investing more in advertising and growth, time, monetarily, whatever that looks like. If you are looking to grow, it probably looks like investing more in coaching and support for your business. If you are looking to grow, it may mean hiring more team members. It kind of always looks like a leap in your business when you're looking to get to the next level. And it's the leap that helps you get to the next level, right? So often that means for short periods of time, you may have more expenses in coaching, in advertising, in team, whatever it looks like for you. And even in your time, it looks like putting in more to get to the next level when you're at the next level, then it stabilizes and you're like, fine, ongoing 10%, whatever that may be. But when you're looking to get to the next level, you 100% need to leap. And that's what causes the next level's growth, right? You cannot stay where you are if you're doing the exact same thing that you've been doing. And so often we get stuck on those figures 
right? If you're just starting out your business, 100%, sometimes it's going to look like reinvesting or nearly everything that you're making into the business to get it sustainable, to get it up and running, to get it at like level one. Then when you want to get to level two, it looks like a little bit more juice to get to level two, to get to level three, to get to level four. And the other thing that I'm going to say on investments is not all investments have to be money. As I said, it might be time, right? And not all investments have to be business related. So I know that I've spoken to, for example, like coaching or consulting or mentoring, whatever, but it could also be if you need to invest more time in your business, looking at investing in a cleaner to support you with housework or looking, if you're looking to get to the next level saying, okay, well, actually I need more childcare. I'm going to lean more on my support networks. I'm going to do more parent swaps, asking the grandparents, I'm going to do more before and after school care, whatever that looks like. Sometimes it looks like different things to just, you know, what I spoke to earlier. Number three is you don't have the time. And this is really hard because I know that many of us are building our businesses in the margins of nap times and nine to fives and time is a giant commodity so much so for me that I am always in the camp of I would rather invest more money so that I can have more time in every element of my business from coaching to like I would rather advertise and spend all day spinning my wheels on social media And I have this thing, I've been meaning to do a content piece for a while on when people say to me, I've built my audience all organically. My first thought is always, that sounds like a lot of hard work (laughs) and a lot of time. Time is something that is precious to me that I have a lot of. But that said, there is always more time available to us. We can get really stuck in this concept of there's not enough time, but what would it look like to get more childcare? Does that bring up like, that's not why I started my business or mum guilt or whatever it is? That's fine. But just because it's for a season doesn't mean it has to be forever. And also, are you comparing this to corporate life or just, you know, having loads and loads of freedom and not wanting to put in any of the work, right? Or In terms of, I don't have time. Do you need a solid like two-day hotel stay content sesh to batch out all of the things that you need to do so that you can do the things that you know are going to truly move the needle or vice versa so that you can do these once and done tasks instead of sitting in the weeds of the everyday tasks like whatever content and team. So when we look at time, Why don't you have enough time and what needs to change? What can you prioritize? What can you change? What can you shift? And where are you stuck in the time that you're investing? And then looking at, okay, have I reached a limit, like a ceiling with my time because I'm stuck in just seeing clients one-to-one? Right. What needs to happen here? Do I need to change my business model? Is it not a time problem, but a business model problem? And then I would always say, like, when you say to me, I don't have time, well, but do you scroll social media and do you send like memes to your friends? Because I know that I always have time to do that. So therefore, if I have time to do that, I can't blame not having enough time on anything else. And probably one of the common themes with everything that I'm talking about now is, are you focused on the right problem or are you highlighting the right problem? Are you asking the right 
questions in everything that you're doing, right? Where do I want to be? What is the solution to this problem? And when you say there's not a solution, mm, ask yourself again. Okay, what could I do differently in order to get the result that I want? So the next one is my audience is too small. This I see a lot come up, particularly when we're in launches for things like Launch Easy Life, which is our online program to help health and wellness practitioners launch and create their online courses. And people are like, Meh, can't launch an online course because my audience is too small. And 100%, you need people to sell your online courses. When you've gone through and you've validated that, one of the biggest things that we work on is growing a launch-ready list. And you grow a launch-ready list through launching, right? So we can get stuck in, my audience is too small. I'm not going to launch my online course until my audience is bigger. But the problem is that the launch creates the bigger audience. The clarity in messaging that you get from launching an online course is what creates the messaging. Having a promotional plan and a sales plan in your business is what creates the messaging that grows the audience. So when we get stuck and stuck in inaction in our business, because our audience is too small, Again, we're focusing on the wrong problem. The problem is, do I have clarity on what it is that I want to promote? Do I have a promotional pre-launch plan that I'm putting in place that will help me grow my audience? But also, you can sell offers with a tiny audience. One of the stories that I tell is that I once put out this email. We had 50 discovery calls. 50 people put their hand up for discovery calls after I sent this one email. It was a really, really short email. And... I only had at that time, I mean, only in inverted commas, but I only had 2,222 followers at that time. And I know because I know that number of 2222 for all my angel number ladies. So you do not need a large audience. Like just imagine in your mind in one day, having 50 people reply that they want to jump on a discovery call with you. That's a big business. Like if you convert 50% of that, that's 25 new clients in your business, but Spoiler alert, I did not convert 50% of those people, but your audience is never too small. When you run the very first launch of an online program or something like that, then you don't necessarily want oodles of people joining the program. It can break your business and therefore break your reputation when that happens. What is manageable and sustainable for you? And in the beginning times of business, it's actually really small numbers, like four to eight people in your first signature program or online course, that's going to create success for you. And then it's the snowball effect that comes after that, right? But if you stop before you get those beginner numbers, you cannot win if you don't even try. So it's the smaller numbers and building up that creates the larger numbers. So I would say your audience is never too small, especially to launch offers and to have a thriving business, right? This one goes out to all the health and wellness practitioners with six-figure goals for 2024. Maybe you're on a roll and you want to keep a good thing going. Maybe last year fell a little flat and you're ready to take back control and skyrocket past your goals. Or maybe you've got big goals, but now that the year's started, actually executing and reaching the figures you want has spiraled you into overwhelm. If any of this sounds like you, I would love you to join me for a free training next week where we'll be diving into five mistakes you might be making in your business and what to do instead. 
so that you can scale to six and multi-six figures in 2024 with ease and sustainability. If you feel that revenue goal knocking on your door, please come and join me. You can save your seat by DMing me the word six on Instagram or visiting launcheasylife.com slash six for all of the details. I can't wait to see you there. Number five is you have to do everything yourself and no one can do it better than you. When you first start to hire a team, it's so uncomfortable because you're going through from this is the way that I do it, this is how I do it, this is what I do, to leaning on other people and training other people. And we can come up against all of these things. Like by the time I create this webinar page, like it's the same amount of time to train someone to do the webinar page as it is to just create the webinar page myself. But you're tripping yourself up. Because even if it takes you double the amount of time to create the webinar page training and show someone how to do that, you then get to offload that again and again and again and again in the future. It's the same as when we talk about investing. Stop looking at the right now and start looking at in two or three years time, how does this affect me, right? Look at the long-term game, not the short term. This is nothing is ever or should ever really be about what you're doing for this launch, for this year in your business. It should be about what am I doing for five years time me in creating these processes, creating these things. And 100%, nothing is going to be the way that you would do it. That doesn't actually always mean that the way that you're doing it is right or better. And a big example of this is one of our team members creates graphics for me and I'm like, damn, I could never have created graphics that look that good. Not everything you create is as good as what somebody else could do, and it doesn't need to be. It actually just needs to get the result or 75% of the result because it's leveraged your time, but it's allowed you to then grow into the next level of the next thing. And so we need to really release control of things needing to be done exactly the way we do it and exactly as well, inverted commas, the way that we've always done it and be willing to invest the time in front loading that time to allow us to free up time later and looking again at more long-term me. Number six is that you can't pivot. So maybe you have launched an online course. Maybe you have always done one-to-one services. Maybe you've always focused on menopause and now you want to focus on nutrition for new mothers, whatever it is, and you can get stuck feeling like this is the way it has to be done. This is who I am. This is why my audience follow me. And what can also happen when you do that is you can end up flogging a dead horse. Sometimes, and this is particularly true for 2024, because sometimes what worked in 2022 and 2023, or not even 2023, but sometimes what worked in 2021 and 2022 stopped working in 2023. There's a massive opportunity for you in 2024 to flow with the market rather than continue to flog a dead horse. The market shifts and evolves all the time. We've seen some really big market shifts in 2023. So are you going to continue to flog a dead horse or feel like this is how it has to be done or this is the messaging that always worked for me? Because if you continue to do that, you're going to be failing to pivot with the market and see the opportunities that exist for you right now. So really looking at 
How can I be flexible and how can I move with the market? And again, that doesn't actually mean throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That means looking at what is working right now. What does my audience want right now? How can I shift, change and evolve with the least amount of work possible, but to get the maximum result? That's going to be something that's going to be a game changer for my audience, for my offers, my sales, my team, my processes, et cetera. What is going to work now? And really being able to identify what's working, what's not, and not throwing the baby out with the bath water, but how can I tweak what's already working and what's still working and bring it into 2024? And number seven, and I've seen this quite a few times, over the course of my career is this is what they're doing. So I have to do the same or I can't do the same. This has so many layers because what you might be doing is saying, so let me give you a concrete example. So we had a client in the mastermind and at the time, this is when I was still running my life coaching business. And a part of my messaging for my life coaching business was really centered around, hey, meditation doesn't work for everyone. But also if you're meditating, that is like you're skipping a big part of the process and stepping into way more work than you probably have to do. So we had a client who came to us and was like, oh, there's this messaging that we don't need to meditate, but meditating was a huge part of my process, my learnings, my teaching, my expertise. If meditation isn't a core part of strategy and what works, then I'm not really sure what to do. And I was like, no, that's my messaging. This is how I differentiate myself in the market. You go with your messaging. Why did that work for you? Why is that so powerful? You talk about your messaging. So when we get stuck looking around at what everyone else is doing, this is where we can sometimes lose a little bit of our unique selves. So then I've had other people in the mastermind, in one-to-one coaching, who are like, well, you're teaching that, so I can't teach that because you're already doing that. So what is different? I'm like, no, 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 no. We can message differently. No one is you. No one can put together a signature program that's going to be exactly the way that you would put it together. No one is going to have the exact flavor, the exact formula for what works. We are all so different. No one is you. No one has your personality, anything. But when you get stuck looking at other people, you're like, well, I can't do that because they're doing it. No, 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 no. No one could ever do something that is the same as you. So you want to put your own unique flavor on things and trust that you could never replicate what other people are doing. But when you get stuck looking all the time at what other people are doing, then you get stuck with their messaging, not your own. So you lose your unique flavor in your messaging, etc. So that's seven myths that are keeping you stuck in your business, right? Let's recap those myths. Number one, myth number one is it's about sales and your offer. No, it may actually be top of line funnel, may actually be with your leads. Number two is you can't invest until you're at a particular percentage or revenue level in your business. In actual fact, if you're waiting for that, that's probably why you are stuck. You have to have a little bit of a leap when you're in growth seasons. Number three is you don't have the time. There are always ways to find more time. Sometimes it's about priorities and having a look at where you're investing the time that you do have. Number four, your audience is too small. There is always people who are ready to invest and work with you. It's just about leaning into what you need to do, where you need to sell, and what kind of launch season you're in. 
Number five, you have to do everything yourself and nobody can do it better than you. 100% untrue and nobody needs to do it as good as you. Number six is you can't pivot. This is going to lead you to flogging a dead horse and staying stuck in tactics and strategies that no longer work. And number seven is this is what they're doing. So I either have to do the same or like there's no way that I could do the same. Nope, you're you. Ignore what everyone else is doing and keep forging your own path on what you know works. Thank you so much for tuning in to Well-Conceived Business today. Can't wait to catch you next week. We are done with the meat and potatoes of this episode, but I am not letting you go just yet, my friend. Before you jump off, I have three quick things that I would love to share with you. Number one is thank you so much for listening today. If you'd like to hear more about growing your visibility through Instagram, podcasting, or Pinterest, creating or launching or growing your signature program, automations, or many more online business nuggets of gold, pause now, hit that subscribe button because we are here for you weekly. Number two is if you would like to learn more about working with us and joining our signature program, the Well-Conceived Mastermind, which is unlike any mastermind you've seen before, check out our show notes below and you will find all the links to join the waitlist or sign up and join the mastermind now. And number three, lastly, if you do nothing else, make sure you come and find us on Instagram for daily behind the scenes and hugely savable and value-packed content. You will find us at Launch Easy Life. Well, that's it from me today. Now go out there and create your well-paid business and your well-lived life.